0: guys, welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 6 with Max Francis. Happy to be here. We're th- so happy to have him on the show. Obviously, had to wear the shirt, you know what I mean? Hamilton is home, that's his brand with True Hamiltonian. So, uh, thanks Max for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we're um, me and Max go way back, um, probably 5 years, 6 years? maybe five,
1: 5, 6 years, definitely a lot of drinking nights, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the the bar scene down at Radius, and he was uh, you know always hosting the parties and the life of the life of the show, and I just I, I gravitated towards him. So.
1: Oh man, I think everyone's gravitating towards you also. <laughs> That's a two way street. That's good, and so
0: um, Max is here. He's the owner and founder of True Hamiltonian, which is a, a fashion clothing brand, which you know in the city of Hamilton. If you haven't seen the brand, I'm wearing it here. Hamilton is home. Shirts, sweaters, hats, bags. Um, Jackets, apparel. We
1: have uh, wine glasses, coffee mugs, buttons. You name it. We've we've branded everything. Yeah, yeah. it
0: to the next level. Like I mean, people come into my wardrobe and they they go like, "Where do you shop?" <laughs> <laughs> but but I think you've got it to the next level. Which Honestly, is I'm a t-shirt
1: and jeans guy, so yeah. for me it was natural that it would be a nice fitting t-shirt that you could wear either out or you could just wear it every day. So yeah, yeah.
0: under a blazer, with yeah. the, in the pool, whatever yeah, you need. Whatever you need. <laughs> so um so max is gonna you know just so happy to have him he's been a huge part of the city's um growth and and really strengthening the community and and some of the initiatives that he's taken on lately um he's gonna talk about today and we're just so happy to have him on the show so thanks everybody for tuning in and we're you know we're we've really taken it to the next step with the show and we're really kind of grabbing you know a lot of people in the city and just understanding that you know, you're not alone right now. We're currently going through the pandemic yep. um, with COVID-19 and, uh, you know, no one better to have on the show right now than the true Hamiltonian himself. So um, we're going to talk a little about him, his his past, his future. And, oh, yeah. And, <laughs> all, and the the, community. all the good stuff. <laughs> so we'll bring it back to day one, Max. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about how it got started. Um, you know, tell the people that don't know you. Yep. A little bit about yourself.
1: All right. Let's start with the number one misconception that I hear all the time is that I'm from Toronto. Yeah. I am not from Toronto. I have never lived in Toronto in any way, shape, or form. I'm actually from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. All <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So if you're going to get my origins <laughs> wrong, at least get it yeah. get it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, it was, I think, eight years ago. I was working for an engineering company called Adotech Canada. And in my spare time, I was doing a lot of acting, so I was going to auditions. I was going doing movie roles, TV shows, commercials, stuff like that. But all the auditions were in Toronto, so maybe that's where the misconception happened. So I would go to Toronto for auditions. Yeah. And every time I go to Toronto, you know, you'd run into other actors, and they'd be like, "Where do you live? Where are you from?" I'd say Hamilton. And every single time, they'd go, why would you live there? Like, oh, why? Why? So I remember coming home and uh, talking to uh, my girl at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a shirt that says, I love Hamilton and weird. (laughs) Every single time I go to Toronto, and that's how this whole thing got started. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a lot of people having a negative image of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to challenge that image.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One, I think like, you know, anybody that's been in that same situation can attest for it, whether it's been university, yeah, um, you know, for me, definitely being, being in Toronto or, yeah. you know, for us uh, plumbers, when we're, we're doing work in Toronto, everyone asks, oh, where's your office? And, yeah. you know, being from Hamilton, we say it proud now. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, tell um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how it went from, I just want to make a shirt yeah. to, you know, an extensive, business? Yeah, okay. a business, a community leader. Tell us one so, about that
1: when i started what i did was uh i designed i think it was eight different shirts with eight different sayings but they all had to do with hamilton so i would i only had one of each shirt so i would wear a different shirt every day and whenever i would wear the one that said hamilton is home people would literally stop me and be like, where did you get that shirt? Where can I get one? And I was so excited about it that I would be like, give me your name and number. I'll make one and give it to you. Yeah. So I was doing that for months. I was literally making shirts and giving it away for free. Yeah. And then people started telling other people or other people saw it. And it got to the point where I'm like, I can't afford to keep giving these <laughs> shirts away. I'm going to go broke. So then I made like a batch of, I think, 50 or 100 shirts and... Uh, we signed up for a street fest. I think it was uh, the concession street fest. Yeah. And we went out there with 100 shirts, and we sold all of them Freaking that morning. Boom, gone. Really? Uh, so I was like, holy cow. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. So uh, from there, I started signing up for uh, art crawls. I started signing up for festivals at Gage Park. Every festival around Hamilton, I would sign up, set up a table, put the shirts on, and just sell them there. That was my little part-time gig. And after two years of doing that, my phone was ringing nonstop with people calling me looking for these shirts. And I had a full-time job, and I was trying to be an actor, and I had a family. So I was like, holy cow, I can't do all of it. I have to make a decision. So I talked to all my family and my friends. I was like, hey, listen, I'm thinking about quitting my job and doing this. And they're like, you want to quit? your job at an engineering company to sell t-shirts. They're like, you crazy, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Everybody, literally everybody was like, don't do it. So I sat down and I thought about it. I'm like, I really enjoy this. Like, this is something that I'm passionate about. And when I see someone wearing a shirt, it like, literally, I'm, I'm over, bubbling up inside. So against everyone's better judgment, I quit my day job and I friggin' jumped on full time. But uh, the thing that I'm leaving out is the two years that I was doing it part-time, I was working from like 7 in the morning till 6 in the afternoon. I would get home and all the people had left messages on my phone, I would literally package up all those shirts that they wanted and I would hand deliver all those shirts from 6 o'clock until Eleven or twelve at night, yeah, all across Hamilton. I remember when you brought me. Money. Yeah, so yeah. you can imagine some big black guy showing yeah, up in a your backpack. door, banging <laughs> on your door with a backpack at eleven o'clock at night. Hey,
0: I got that shirt you
1: wanted. Uh, the funny part about that story is a lot of my friends are bartenders or DJs or bouncers, so they would be working at bars and they'd be like, "Hey, can you drop one off while I'm working?" Sure, no problem. So I'd show up with a bag give it to them to give me money. (laughs) And half the time, people would chase me out the bar. Hey, you got any green or white stuff I can (laughs) buy off you? I'm like, I'm not a drug dealer. (laughs) You should check on his shirt though, man. I'm literally
0: selling t-shirts. That's a misconception for sure. uh, So
1: yeah, that's how it all got started. And uh, yeah, and I just kept doubling down. Every time uh, we would make money from doing this, I would take that money and reinvest it Back into the business. So I'd either order new products or I would uh, order fixtures for the store. I would open a new location. So just kept taking that money and putting it back into the business. For me, it was like Monopoly. How how big can we get? Like, I want to win this game. What do I have to do to win this game? So at no point was i thinking okay put the money away once we have enough money we're gonna buy a house in ancaster or we're gonna buy a a mercedes or i was never thinking like that i was just like how big can we make this like what do i have to do to make it bigger yeah so my mentality for that was just totally different
0: i love that and then just to give everybody a little bit of context is like literally Met Max, you know, f- four or five years ago, with a backpack. they <laughs> dropped me off my black, my black Hamilton. His tees, they don't fit anymore because I put on a little bit of weight. But that's yeah. why I got the white one hey, on the COVID 15, yeah. it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm using that to my advantage these days. But, um, you know, one of the things that that really blew me away was when you know you started getting a lot more, you know a lot more busy and a lot more traction. I, I started seeing you everywhere. Yeah. So for the viewers, like context now, um, I don't want to brag for you, but like how, where are your stores located? Like how many stores? Uh, are actually,
1: we went through a major transition last year where we downsized last year was a big down year for us. So we ended up leaving Lime Ridge, uh, which was, which is not a permanent story. It was like a, uh, pop-up shop, pop-up shop type deal. Uh, our, location on main street our lease was up so we moved into jackson square awesome and then our lease was up in jackson and in december i had to decide whether to sign a new lease or what or move in a different direction and i honestly i love jackson square first of all that's hands down one of my favorite malls like you can go in and get whatever you need But I didn't feel like I was getting the traffic I needed for what I did. Yeah. So we decided not to stay in Jackson. We wanted to go back to having a um, storefront on a street with parking, all that good stuff. So we've partnered with Shop Local Perks and we're opening. Awesome. Actually, this is the first time I'm ever mentioning it ever. So this is an exclusive. All right. We are opening the True Hamiltonian Trade-In Center at 283 Main Street West. Come on. Partnered with Shop Local Perks. Amazing. Yeah. So Tell us no, about, about that, if, so, you're, if you're allowed. So, not, well, this is where we're going post-COVID. So okay. Awesome. It's not happening yet, so don't run over there yet. It's not happening yet. Yeah. Uh, so the whole idea behind the trading center is... We have sold so many of these Hamilton's home shirts that a lot of people think, okay, I've got a shirt. I don't need another one. But your shirt's now four, five, six, seven, eight years old. It's, it's a little beaten up. It's a little worn. Yeah. So the trade-in center is simple. You bring in your old shirt, trade it in. You get a brand new one for half price. Perfect. Yeah. And then we're going to take all the old shirts. We're going to launder them, and we're going to donate them to a local company that's going to turn them into masks.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: So, great initiative. Yeah.
0: Forward thinking.
1: Yeah. Community based. Yeah. So, everyone kept saying that. What are you going to do when everyone has a shirt? I'm like, well, everyone doesn't have a shirt first off, but most of the people that want a shirt have one. Now we're going to get them a brand new shirt. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you allowed to switch sizes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You absolutely can. Yeah, we yeah. want to, honestly, that's the number one thing <laughs> I find with uh, retail. A lot of people have forgotten what retail is. It's customer service. Like, you're not there to argue with customers. You're not there to tell them they can't get their money back or they're they're only allowed to do things a certain way. Your job as a retailer is to cater to your customers because they have so many options. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like my job was to make sure that when they left the store, they were happy. Whatever it was, whether it was a refund, whether it was a new shirt, whether it's a different... Whatever it is you need, we're going to make sure you're happy when you leave the store. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: Man, what a—it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it, it just, I, I sound like it. a salesman now. I love I'm a, it. I'm a Used car salesman. I'm just pitching. When, hey, when you're passionate about something, <laughs> it's not—it's not sales, right? And we, we see that all the time. And I mean, I, I think it's just a great initiative. And um you know, we recently did something with uh, with um, a company in Toronto called Shirt Off Your Bass Face Mask Challenge. Yeah, Shirt Off Your Bass. I saw Face, that. Yeah. yeah. Same kind of concept where you're uh, donating old um, dress shirts and they have, you know, donators sewing. It's going to the, the frontline workers in the hospitals in St. Joe's and yeah. uh, another hospital in Toronto. So, I mean, it's just great being able to give back. And I think as a community leader, which, um, you know, you don't put the pressure on yourself, but you yeah. just, you. I think, well, I know it, you've become one. That's one of the reasons I wanted you on the show. And I think um, people like to hear from you. And I think, you know, going out of your way and do something so caring and thoughtful is just... Yeah, I I think amazing. for me,
1: uh, as a person in the community with with my daughter, etc., I feel like if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So, any chance I get to help out, I'm gonna do that.
0: Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, you know it's it's and it's a great journey and short amount of time, right? So what's it really like when you kind of kicked off? So you could be six years from like you know quit your yeah. job date.
1: Yeah. Uh, I. A lot of people think it's luck. I don't think it's so much luck. Yeah, I think he, I we think, throw luck out the window. I think what happens is, what what all whenever you talk to any actor or musician, they always say when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. So if you are prepared for it and that opportunity arises, then you're it, that turns into luck. Yeah. So I think what happened with me is I had already decided I wanted a family friendly brand because I had a young daughter. Uh, I wasn't gonna make. Anything that was going to offend anyone, I wasn't going to put anything out that was going to offend anyone. I actually went through my social media when I first started, and all the pictures of me and my friends being drunk knuckleheads, I deleted all of that. I was like, this is not the image I want to portray doing what I do. So I think from the beginning, I knew I wanted it to be a family-friendly brand, Mm -hmm. and I knew eventually I wanted corporate partners. And you don't get the corporate partners unless you're a family-friendly brand. So, uh, when I started out, there were a lot of other companies doing the same thing I was doing, but they were making shirts with nudity on it or profanity on it, whatever, and then when I started blowing up and they weren't, they were getting mad at me. I'm like, dude, there's a naked woman on your shirt. What company's going to partner with you? Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> well, we got we got some great shirts from, uh, Steve was on the show a little while ago, Core Urban. Yeah. And... They were awesome. They yeah. had his, his uh, one of his buildings yes. in the Hamilton his home. Yeah. And it was just such a nice touch. It was our Christmas gift. Yeah, um, for being uh, being one of the trades on his sites and man, it's so thoughtful. And I'm, obviously, you guys made them. Yeah. So um, yeah, they turned out great. And again, that corporate level from a business standpoint, if you're listening, you when at the beginning you have to think when you're talking brand and you're building a brand, brand and you're building yes. an identity. You know, if you're thinking big, you, you gotta will, start will, thinking will, big yeah. at the beginning.
1: You have to 100%. Another thing I see a lot of is small companies having a bad day or month or year, and they have meltdowns on social media where they call out politicians or the community or customers. They start ranting about customers on social media. I'm like, you do realize everyone sees this. Every company that ever may want to work with you sees this, and they're thinking, what happens if I have a bad situation with this guy? Yeah. Is he going to call us out on social media the way he just did this customer or this mm-hmm. supplier that he's not happy with? Like, you got to just I, – I, I say this all the time. I go to high schools and I talk to kids. Whenever you're upset, you have your family, you have your friends – those are the people you go to, you sit down, and you vent. You let them have it. You blast them left, right, and center. Do not do it on social media, ever.
0: It's true. It's true. And, I mean, it's hard sometimes when you're in charge of that, and, you know, you want you want the world to know sometimes, but yeah. I mean, that's great advice. There's
1: a right way to do it. If if there's a politician you're not happy with or things you're not happy with, then you support a different politician or someone else <laughs> kill them whose, with whose views align with yours. Yeah. You don't have to go out there and blast them. And I truly believe in that. Yeah. kill them with. I will never, ever say bad stuff. I'll, I'll literally go on there and I'll be super nice to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about something amazing, like incredible that you've done okay. is the Hamilton food share. Okay. First so of all, I'm going to, yeah. you know, bring this out to everybody that's, that's going in, you know, in, in a time like this, especially, this guy right here, Max, goes the extra mile, so let's hear about it.
1: All right. First of all, if you are a company or an individual, head over to our website. We have these Corvid shirts. Uh, the proceeds from these shirts are going to support Hamilton Food Share. So it's it's a company that kind of flies under the radar, but they do need a lot of help, and they are doing a lot of great things within the community right now. Uh, Louis Fraporti from uh, a managing partner at Gowling, he reached out to me. We had already decided we were going to do a COVID shirt, but we weren't sure like how we wanted to launch it, how we were going to do it. And he wanted to do something to bring the community together. He had all of these uh, corporate partners and they were all, all like biting at the bit. They're like, listen, we want to do something. We want to help the community, but we want to find the right way to do it. And uh, we helped design this shirt, and we sent it to him, and he loved it. And it's an uplifting shirt. It has a positive message. And he jumped on board. We had uh, we had Kyle from BMO jump on board. We had, we've awesome. probably had six or seven corporate partners already jump on board. And our website, it's on our website. We've had people ordering it. Uh, Bill Custer from Cable 14 jumped on board also. There Great guy. Go, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is... Like I said earlier, if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. So if you want to help, you don't have the money to donate 100, 200, 300 dollars to whatever charity, buy a shirt. We're going to donate for you. And it may sound like a little thing, but if you sell a large amount of shirts, it's going to turn to a big chunk of change that we're giving to them, so everyone can help in their own way.
0: And, and what does Hamilton Food share? Uh, what do they give to just for the viewers?
1: Uh, Okay, so basically here's what they do. They actually are the ones that deliver the food to all the different shelters and places that need it. Okay. Like, so they're the... i guess the logistics part of it okay but they also need funding because they gotta like pay the drivers they gotta fuel the vehicles they're the ones to get all the food to where it needs to be so it's great that you're donating food but it still needs to get to all these shelters and all these hospitals and all the places that it needs to be so that's basically what they do it's
0: amazing man and 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 especially when um you know as a business owner you're in this time right now you're trying to figure out your family your daughter what to do at home what to do with your business. You're thinking outside the box for others, yeah. Which I just think is is um, is amazing. Really,
1: honestly, uh, big shout out to all the kids out there. Um, kids have a really hard time expressing their emotions, mm-hmm. so a lot of times when they're scared or confused, they have meltdowns that's because they don't know how to verbalize yet. Even as adults, we have a hard time verbalizing stuff. Like, you ever been in a relationship where you're upset and you're just, like, mad, but you don't know why? <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's what a kid feels like all the time. <laughs> they're just mad and they don't know why, so they're just throwing temper tantrums. So they have these huge emotions. So I think right now, with them being locked in, my daughter hasn't seen any of her friends in months. She's, like, every other day, she's, like, crying because she misses her friends. So it's our job to just sit down with them, explain to them what's going on, and comfort them. Yeah. And uh, I think when we do things like help out in the community, it sets an example for them of what they're supposed to do when they grow up. Yeah. So.
0: And you're doing a great job, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about... You know, in uh, one of the struggles that you've you've come up with. So, what's been your biggest challenge so far? I mean, I'm sure there's many. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, know, oh, I don't man. know if you scaled them. or
1: Scaling was definitely a huge challenge for us. Uh, I I think. Um, what happened with me is I I was dead set on I I had this image in my mind of how big I wanted to be but people were thinking like nationwide I was never thinking nationwide I was always thinking Hamilton I wanted I wanted to be in the two biggest malls in Hamilton I wanted like I wanted people to be able to get the shirts anywhere in Hamilton that they wanted to so we partnered with Uh, local companies that are retail partners. Yeah. So my whole thing was getting the shirts into as many locations as I could so that people could find it and purchase it. Uh, I think at one point, I just scaled a little too fast. And if the funds aren't coming in fast enough to support that scaling, oh man, the issues that arise are epic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, Last year, that was one of the things that I determined. I was like, listen, I need to scale back and just make sure that we have solid a solid foundation where we can work from. Perfect. And the other thing I found was, man, having multiple locations does not equal more profit. Yep. Like you end up spending way more money on... Rent, more money on employees, more money on everything. And at the end of the day, your profit pretty much is the same. Yeah. <laughs> and I've spoken to several other retail, uh, small retailers that have done it. And they're like, dude, I made as much money with one store as I did with five. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're done with t- everything else that you have to pay, like, you're like, holy cow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some of the overheads. And, and you know what? Like being, you know, not coming from the entrepreneur, um, like the business world. Yeah. It's something you don't know yeah right? you go through it and yeah. you know if you're talking about a mcdonald's well yeah, more locations more money but yeah. um you know i think it's unique to each individual in terms yeah. of like how your business can grow and how it can scale
1: yeah. and it's it's deceiving because every month you see all this money coming in you're like oh my god i'm doing so well then they in the month all that money's going right back out yeah. you're like jesus where'd it go yeah. so then once you start crunching the numbers you're like what the hell yeah (laughs) it's not adding up so yeah some some of the lessons are lessons you have to learn the hard way yeah I couldn't agree more yeah but some of the lessons you don't have to learn the hard way people ask me what should you do I always say you're you're the you become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with yeah so you need to surround yourself with uh, if you want to be a successful business person, you have to surround yourself with successful business people, which I know you have. <laughs> I've seen the yeah. guys you hang out with. Those are all very successful entrepreneurs, business guys, and Whenever you have a question, they've already been through it. Mm-hmm. So they have the answers. They can give you solid advice. And it's never about asking them for money. That's never what it's about. It's about getting into situations that you've never been in before, but they have. Yeah. And they're like, dude, that happened to me last year. Here's what I did. And you don't have to follow their advice, but at least they're giving you like a template of what you could do. Yeah. So I for me, I have five guys that have been through all the stuff I'm going through, and every time I have an issue. Like my buddy Connor, he's like, "Dude, that happened to me five years ago. Here's what we did." I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah. <laughs> or if I have an issue with an employee, I tell him. He's like, "Oh man, I had three employees that did the same thing. Here's what I did." Like,
0: yeah, when it and it puts it in perspective for you. Yeah, and and for me, it's happened so much. Like we, you know, with this pandemic, we've had to lay people off. I've never had to do that. Yeah, it was a very challenging thing for us to do, and um you know i felt a little bit like a failure and oh, you dude. know you know i can't provide and i should have been prepared and i should have had more cash in the bank yeah. right and yeah. been ready for this but um you know and then when you speak with people you know they reassure you and they, they you know even when you do make a mistake right it's yeah. okay yeah. it's business you're not perfect no
1: we're human we're not gods we can't foresee everything that's going to happen i've even had people actually ask me they are like, dude, did you know this was going to happen? Because you closed all the stores right before this. They... I'm like, no, I, I had no clue. I just knew I needed to like scale, scale back. back and refocus. And this happened at the exact time when that happened. So it coincided. Uh, but... I think the key is to listen to your inner gut. Your gut's going to tell you what you need to do. The problem is our ego gets in the way. If my ego had gotten in the way and I'd been like, ah, screw that, I need three stores, I need to be the man, then I would be screwed right now. But I was like, no, this is what needs to happen. And And it's probably a really hard decision. It's a super hard decision. I remember uh, when we closed Lime Ridge, all the people that worked for me having to tell them that we were closing the store. And man, I, I did. I felt horrible. I felt like... These people are going to hate me forever now, like, so, but it's something you have to do, right? Like, yeah. what am I going to do? Go bankrupt to make sure you like me? Like...
0: Yeah. Well, the business decision and, and relationship decisions, and right. I mean, they don't have to be different.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: So just going back to, you know, one of the things that you said earlier was, you know, you told your family and friends about leaving your job and yeah. going into it. I love that because... <laughs> I did the same, and I think uh, sometimes it can be misconstrued. So one of the – I've talked to enough people now, and I've gotten enough of their stories, and one of the things was if you tell 10 people – if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a true entrepreneur, yeah. and you have an idea, and you have that gut feeling, and yeah. you're like – you just you're, you're telling everybody because you want everyone's opinion, but you know you're going to do it Do anyway. it anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. really yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, so I say if you, if you got that feeling, and you got that tickle, you got that gut feeling – Tell those ten people, yeah. and if they all say you're wrong, yeah. you know you're right.
1: Honestly, <laughs> it's it's like dating. There's always that one girl everyone tells you not to date. You're gonna date her yeah, anyway. Exactly. So just it's you're you're just trying to find confirmation. It just never comes. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think with me, my family wanted. They just didn't want me to fail, so they yep. wanted to watch out for me. My friends were the same way. They were like, just keep your day job and do this on the side. I'm like, I've already been doing it on the side. But in order to get to where I need to be, I need to give it my full focus. And I knew I was going to do it. I just wanted someone to reaffirm, and no one would. No one would. <laughs> no, yeah. one would. No, no one would. No one would. Jesus. That. I even had friends tell me, dude. You're going to be out of business in two years. There's no way this lasts longer than two years. And then uh, the guys I used to work with, they were like, oh, you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> you'll to... be back begging for your job. I was yeah. like,
0: all right. You know, we, I got, and a lot of the entrepreneurs will say the same. I got that as well. Like, I mean, I, I did get a lot of good support once, once I kind of made the switch. Yeah. But I think that initial push, like, no one's willing to do that because. Yeah then it's on them too right or they maybe they feel that way so i think
1: uh, i think uh, with a lot of people they have a family they have a mortgage they have all these responsibilities they're terrified of making that leap like mm-hmm. it's scary it's oh. like you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from it's all on you <laughs> but i think with entrepreneurs what they're doing is they're betting on themselves and yeah. that's the difference a lot of people aren't willing to bet on themselves and people that start their businesses are saying listen i believe in myself i'm betting on myself
0: and a
1: lot of times it works out yeah man so
0: and if you fail you get up and you do it again and i always tell
1: people if you fail at your own business you can always find a nine-to-five job always there will always be a nine-to-five job yeah so
0: i love it man yeah so for those who want to become an entrepreneur or maybe getting that feeling in their gut and they're thinking they're, and you know maybe with covid a lot of people are having a lot more time to kind of sit at home and Get those ideas rolling. Yeah. Maybe they're searching stuff online. What advice would you give to younger Max?
1: Oh, right. Well, well I, I wouldn't have started a business now, man. <laughs> I, I heard a statistic that sixty to seventy percent of small businesses aren't going to make it through this. Really? So it's massive. Like people are going under left, right, and center. So
0: forget that. It's a, a, a talk, terrifying time. anti COVID talk. talk. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go. You got a feeling in your gut four years ago. Okay. So what would you uh, tell that guy?
1: Feeling in my gut. Uh, Uh, I would tell the guy, just start small, just do your homework, start building the brand, start uh, get business cards, start handing out business cards, see who calls you, who wants to work with you, stuff like that, and once you reach, you'll know when you reach that tipping point. There's a point where it's a side hustle, and then there's the tipping, sorry, but then there's the tipping point where it becomes a full-time job. And once you hit that tipping point, you'll know, and that's when you have to make that decision. Yeah. So if you're doing, like, um, home renovations and you're only getting one job a month, that's not the tipping point. But if you have people calling you every single week, oh, I heard you do great work, we want you to do ours, maybe that's the tipping point where you're like, you know what, maybe I need to do this full-time. So, yeah.
0: yeah. It's great, man. And I mean... Um coming from Hamilton and, and you know, I grew up here, so it's yeah. been it's been an amazing journey to see kind of how the the city's grown and the people have grown and and so at the end of this I just want to say one last thing I want to talk about is um, you in the last two, three years have been the spokesperson for yes. the Tiger Cats. The Hamilton Tiger The Cats. Hamilton Tiger Cats. So like that blows me away. That gets me excited that every blows time me. I that blows me away. <laughs> every time I see you up on that screen I get excited. And uh, uh so, like, I just want to say, I think it's incredible. I love seeing your face up there, getting the fans around. So, so, tell us just a quick sh- spiel about what's going on with that. Uh, do, how do, you, you do you want to hear how it, it happened, or do you just you, want to hear what's going on no, with it? No, no, how did it happen? Uh, well,
1: I've been reaching out to them for about two years. Like, I wanted to do a collab Hamilton Tiger Cat, true Hamiltonian shirt. A uh, buddy of mine told me, you know what, just put a bunch of shirts in a backpack, stand out front of the game, and just sell them out there. And I'm like, dude, if they catch me doing that, there's no way they will ever work with me. If I'm going to work with them, it has to be legit. Corporate. So uh, yeah, I just kept reaching out to them, and I finally got a meeting with someone, and they were like, okay, we'll call you, and then didn't hear from them for months. So I, I kept emailing every couple of weeks, hey, just touching base, want to see how things were going, blah, blah, blah. And then finally they had a open house and I went there and I met, uh, some of the top guys, uh, Matt Scott, amazing guys, hard workers, like great guys. And, uh, I just walked right up to them. I'm like, Hey, I'm Max Francis from true Hamiltonian, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I can't remember whether it was Matt or Scott. They were like, my wife has one of your shirts. <laughs> They're like, man, you hustle hard. I'm like, I'm trying, but I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started laughing. He's like, all right, call this person. We'll set something up. And uh, I remember calling them and uh, had, we, we set up a meeting and we finally got this collab set up. And I was going to launch it at my spring launch, I believe, four years ago. And they, uh, they were on board with this collab helping a small local company and, uh, I emceed the event myself because I couldn't afford to hire anyone to MC it for me. And I just went up there and I just, I was myself, I just started talking, cracking jokes. I was like, I was terrified no one was going to show up, me and my buddy were going to drink all the booze and just yeah. have a good time by ourselves. And uh, they saw all of that happen and I think we were sold out. We had over 200 people show up wow. and the very next day they called me into the office and they offered me that job. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> They were like, honestly, you look like the kind of guy that would do it for free. You're that passionate about it, and that's the energy we want. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and I left that office and I was like, are they messing with me? It's just like legit, <laughs> like Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how that came about. So I think if you're passionate about something, you gotta you gotta push. But also be aware when we were talking about social media. Uh the Thai cats are very uh diligent about researching who they work with so they had monitored our social media for months before they ever agreed to work with us so once we we were talking about people having meltdowns on social media like if i had had a meltdown at any point which i could have because not every day is a good day they would have saw that and been like we can't work with this guy so yeah you literally have to put positive things out into the universe and eventually the universe will send positive things back to you i think
0: Amazing, man. Yeah. I mean, for, for a brand like, you know, anybody who knows the Tiger, it's been along for so long. I go to the games now and I see Max up on the big screen. I get all excited, I get Dude. tickled. And he's, you know, he's got the shirts <laughs> that are connecting it all. But I mean, as an entrepreneur, like, I think you just, you really. You really excel. You you know, you showcase so many different skills, so many different talents like yeah. taking the acting into the speaking and, yeah. and now you you know, you're the face of the Tiger Cats. And I think it's just You know
1: what the acting helped with the Tiger Cat stuff yeah. because when you walk into a room with 100 people and they tell you to do something and they're all staring at you, you don't have time to think about it or be nervous or or freeze up. You just got to perform. So once you get put in that situation, when that transitioned easily to the Tiger Cat job where they stick you in front of a stadium full of people and they're like, go. <laughs> like, you, know, you can't be like, ah, uh, ah, There's uh, no script. Uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah. So I think it all ties in together. Like all the stuff you do that you may not get paid for, those skills will eventually translate into the stuff you want to do later on. So if there's something you're passionate about, do it whether you're getting paid or not. That's one thing I can't stand. People that won't do stuff unless they're getting paid. That drives me absolutely mental. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, do it. Do it for free. Uh, if you want to do public speaking, do it for free. If you want to uh, MC or DJ, do it for free. If you're good enough, you'll get paid. For the sure. money will
0: always come. Couldn't say it better, man. Yeah. Love so, it. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been a fanat- fantastic episode. We got Max Francis from Wee! True Hamiltonian. All his <laughs> tags, all his stuff will be on social media. Um, the link will be in his bio for the Hamilton Food Share campaign as well. So we want to thank Max for coming on. And we want to talk to the viewers and say, remember, why not me? Why not now? So if you're sitting at home um, during this pandemic and you're thinking about starting something, reach out to someone, talk to them. Brainstorm, come up with an idea. So, thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for having me, Dan. This was awesome. <laughs> okay, man. You guys
1: need to see this office. It is. Woo!
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>